Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Benny J. Yo, and it's your boy, baby Ichiban, in the building. And this is Internal Explosion, the podcast, episode number nine, Howler. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Howler monkey, but they're not that well known from what I understand, because I've never heard of one before I got this hat. Chris and I were talking about it, and we're like, what is this Howler? But we were intrigued by the idea, and I had this fun monkey shirt that talks about fighting the good fight. And I thought, what would pair well with the monkey? So we looked in the box, and we saw the Howler. The monkey. These monkeys originate from South America, and the thing that stands out about them the most is the fact that they have the loudest yell from any land-dwelling animal. Their yell goes over a mile, and I don't remember if that was just long or wide, (laughs) but regardless, either way, whether it's in or out, that is a bombshell of a yell. So I was thinking about, I was like, wow, these monkeys are very self-defensive in how they use that yell. They make sure that their families are protected, that they protect their mates, uh, and they they make sure that their colonies aren't messed with. So that's a really cool idea when you think about it, because it gives us an example of much of of what we're supposed to be doing, uh, in particular for Chris and I, as men in a Christian household. You know, we're under God. That is clear. God is always over our head. It's also the reason that the Jewish people wear yarmulkes, to remind them that God is always over them. And it's the same with Christian men over their wives. We're supposed to be the head covering of our wives. And it's a protection thing. It's to remind them that there is a authoritative hierarchy, not authoritarian. It doesn't have to be about dominance. There's a natural authority that's given by, uh, by God to us, and it's something that we don't take very well in our society, mostly because of the way that we've been indoctrinated throughout our lives. There is so much teaching out there right now that is swarming children that throws off the hierarchy in a way that perverts it or confuses it. And what happens? We all become confused over time because that becomes a normalized way of thinking. So kids are born into this thought process and they never had to, they never had the chance to think outside of it yet. So when they become more critically uh, endowed in their minds, their ability to think through things carefully, cautiously, they have the opportunity then to see it if they're, if they're able and address it for what it is. So a random, a random thing for you, the howler monkey has the most, it, it is robust. You should hear this thing, this thing scream. So it sounds something like, it's Tasmanian devil-like, and it also sounds like a zombie just munching on some brains or just like some leftover remnants of, of some dead human or, uh, yeah, all of that in one. It's, it's, quite the, it's quite the holiday checks mix of sounds with a little bit of a inaudible intensity. Yeah. A mile long of that crunching. Can you imagine hearing that? Chris, I know you got some stuff to talk about on this howler monkey. Wow. Um, actually I was just thinking about my stomach howling right now. 
not having having lunch today. I know that's neither here nor there, but bro, you got to take care of that body. I, I got to take care of it. Don't worry. But we we have good work to do today, so we're gonna we're gonna get this conversation in, and then we'll take care of that that howling. Um, say something like spiritual bypass right now. Be like, the Lord's all I need to be my food. He my bread and water. <laughs> God, God also says a brother can eat. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into that right now. Yes. But back back to howling. Outside of my stomach howling right now, that, that that howling is also rooted in some type of identity. Mm. This 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 howler monkey doesn't just howl just to howl. The howler monkey howls with, howls with intentionality when someone's coming into their territory, mm-hmm. when they are are mating and trying to protect their mate, and for probably like two or three other reasons. But they they're rooted in those reasons, and they are fairly predictable according to those reasons. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to hear my brother talk about hierarchy and identity a little bit. The The question I know someone's going to have and the one that I wrestle with is, who am I, number one? Yeah. And once I know who I am, how does that inform what I have to do on a daily basis as a husband, as a father, as an employee, as a, a podcaster with my brother, yep. like how does that inform all these things? So uh, I'm just gonna punt that back to you. Why I suppress my my howling stomach? Please, I'm ready to receive and run it back for this touchdown. Hit it. So going back to this idea about identity, that's rooted in value systems, morality, law, the way that we, the way that our consciences work within us to tell us what's right and wrong. There's, there's something deeply rooted in there that is almost primitively fundamental. And a lot of us know that there's something more beyond what we've been taught on the surface, but we never go to investigate what that is. Mm-hmm. We don't investigate who we are, where we come from. We don't go to our family members and talk to them about real things that clearly are affecting us right now, but haven't been addressed in a way so we can try to find some clarity some understanding about where, where do these behaviors or these attitudes actually stem from? Is it just purely me or did I inherit some of that? Not necessarily genetically, but just within the implicit environment, the environmental elements that are going on around me as a child. Did I take on some of those things without even understanding or knowing I was taking them on? This is obviously true for many things that Mm -hmm. we take on in our lives. So I like to think about the question Chris was posing is, who are we? Right. Where do you get to that? Where do you get to that understanding? Well, first of all, you got to seriously be willing to do some seeking. Jesus even said, ask, seek, and knock, mm-hmm. and the door will be opened unto you. He's at the door waiting. He wants to open it up to us, but we have to do the invi- we have to make the invitation. He wants us to willfully ask him to come into our lives. He wants us to say, Hey, God, if you're real, can you show me something? Can you identify yourself at least in a way that I can hear that makes sense and, and hits me, boots hit the ground level? Brass tacks, baby. Hmm. We want to hear something that connects with us, that allows us to sense that this God truly cares about us in a relational, real way. And it makes sense. So I was also thinking earlier, Chris and I were kicking it back and forth a little bit just about the idea of Halloween. 
Mm. We're right in that. We're right in that pocket of the season of the Tis year. The season. Tis the season. It's apparently the holiday that kicks off all the other holidays. <laughs> kind of gets it all rolling, doesn't it? Odd. So we go from the darkest of holidays into the lightest of holidays with Thanksgiving, and then into Christmas. What an interesting <laughs> sequence. So I think about that too, and I say to myself, why do Christians want to celebrate Halloween? Hmm. The first thought that comes to my mind? Candy corn. <laughs> Bro, I, it's so funny that candy corn is literally made of high fructose corn <laughs> syrup. And it's like, it, it, first of all, it looks the worst, it smells the worst, and it tastes the worst. I can't stand the taste of candy corn. Or the candy pumpkins are literally from Satan himself. It's like he figured out a way to do a little bit of shaving off of his own body and somehow allow that to become what we've known as a, an edible arrangement, a disgusting fake squash made out of high fructose corn syrup. Oh my goodness, the texture, everything. It makes me, I, I retch. I retch on the inside. And I don't know if you could hear it in my voice, but I'm retching a little bit with my with my words. You seriously grieve, dude. Dude, I am. I, I'm I'm grieved by the fact that these exist. Who thought that they were good? Oh man. But beyond that, I get here I go. I'm back. So the pumpkin, to heck with the pumpkin. <laughs> we're going back into Halloween though. This concept of Halloween is of the world. It comes from an occultic way of thinking and practicing. It comes from a, a spirit of, honestly, demon worship. There's nothing Christ-like about it. The Bible teaches us that light has no relationship with the darkness. Because wherever the light is, the dark can't even stand. Think about it. You flick a light switch, what disappears? Dark. Done. Can't see it anymore. Because it's the absence of light. What a crazy idea. So why, Christian, are you wasting your time dabbling in the world's ways and possibly aligning yourself with things that you're probably unaware of the inherent meanings of them? So it feels benign. It feels like it doesn't have any kind of, any kind of malignant factor to it. Like it's not going to hurt you. A little bit won't do anything. But what happens when you do a little bit of wrong for a long time? And then later you catch on to it. A lot of times it's too late because the damage is done to your own heart, to your kids. Of course, you can repent. You could turn away from it, but we can't forget about the remnant of sin that can linger for years because of the consequences of it. Can't shake that. All right. So I have to pose the hypothetical to you. Please. I, I just want to bang on doors and get some Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> um, I want to get some Hershey's chocolate because you know the price of chocolate is real high these days. And if they're giving out the, the king size bars, I, I I want that. I want that in my life. Um, I without without fee. Without fee. Just your soul. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Come on. Go on. I'm gonna right, shut I'll up. I'm gonna shut up. I'll take the soul. <laughs> but but you know, but that 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 chocolate. Well, I'm speaking from hunger right now. My stomach is kind of howling right now, so I really want that chocolate bar. But my boy's stomach's like. <laughs> yeah, it's just nasty. But to, to someone that says it's it's very surface level, I just want to go out, chill with my neighbors for mm. a little bit, get get a candy bar, go back home and, you know, do life. Because sure. I know that's what a lot of people are thinking. And mm -hmm. I, I can't say 
people are wrong for thinking that. That is a a logical question or a logical thought. But yeah, I want to see how you how you dive into that. Man, I, I I've been thinking about this for so many years, and even in my own family, it's just been a constant struggle. I did trick or treating and Halloween stuff mm-hmm. as a kid throughout my entire life. Man, I, I even did that in college. Eastern University, going around to the uh, affluent neighborhoods. You know, the ones that give out the nice candy. Nice candy. You know if they're giving out Jolly Ranchers, they're tripping. <laughs> they, they are. They are. Man, it's like, just leave a basket with a note in it and saying, yeah, we, yeah, we forgot you. We don't, we don't care about y'all. Y'all can stay subjugated. <laughs> Poor students, yeah. I need a king size candy bar if I'm gonna make the effort. But we brought our pillowcases and we, we you know, we're walking around. It's funny how many people were cool with it too. Like 20 years old, people are like, oh, we love the college kids coming through. It's like you do. Mm. Full grown, full grown adults coming to your door asking for free candy like they're they're 10 years old. All right, cool. If you like that, more power to you. Till your lawn gets TP'd or you get egged or you know. You open up your door, you catch one to the head. <laughs> wow. Well, man, I, I had that baby face, so no one knew I was like 20. You know, got that got that good, you know what I mean? You're looking like a permanent freshman, 15 years old. Yeah, you know how we work. Nothing wrong with that, man. <laughs> Newborn baby. <laughs> ah, smooth. Smooth. JB, smooth. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I see why people ask the question, what's the harm in doing something that seems so harmless? I understand that. It's not... It's not the it's not the surface level appearance that worries me. It's the depth of what these what these um, what these interactions, these activities, the heart behind it from where it originates matters to me. I want to know where we're actually getting into. What does this stuff mean at the roots? Because it's easy to it's easy to cover over something with icing. What if the cake is garbage? What if the mm. base is nasty? What if you mix a little, you know, you know, the Bible teaches about um, when it talked about mixing with it, it talked about mixing with foreigners. It wasn't talking about lacking in diversity per se. It was saying, don't allow the people from outside to come into your life in a way that's going to uproot or damage the foundation of what you've been taught as truth. That was the point. So when you hear the scripture talk about a little bit of yeast mm-hmm. mixes through the whole batch of dough. That's real. It only takes a little bit of, of the, of the all consuming substance to mix through the entire group of people. And before you know it, you got what we got today, which is everybody running around with their heads buried in the sand, pretending like everything's cool. But is it? That's where you really got to check. I'm just, inc- I'm not trying to condemn anybody or anything in particular here. Although I think Halloween may itself be a condemnable holiday to be celebrating because of what it represents. I'm not condemning you personally. I just want you to think critically about it and ask yourself, do I just do things because I want to fit into the world and its ways and I want to have fun? Or do you do things because you want to be obedient to God and the truth and the foundation he's laid for your life from the beginning? It's an honest question you got to ask yourself if you're going to if you're going to rock with Jesus. Wow, dude. I'm I'm about to I'm about to go in and be very very unpopular. That's okay. Could could we say the same thing about Christmas? Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. Oh. my my biggest gripe I'm going to have to unpack this because someone's going to shoot me. You're going to unwrap it? I'm going to Oh, oh good. <laughs> I, I laid it up. I laid it up. You slammed he, it. Yo, he is the ultimate 
Uber. I'm John Stockton. He's a he, piece, he is. He's an Uber Uber. <laughs> he just oops it. He just throws it up there, and I'm just like, bro, I'm 37. I can't jump like that anymore. 25 years ago, I would have banged that. Bang that. One handed flush. But enough about me. Let's talk about Christmas. Oh, Christmas, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas. Because now I worked in retail for, you know, way, way back. And so Christmas for me started in like June. Mm. It's crazy. It started in June with with little things like, you know, starting to move candy here, then a little wreath there, and then some lights there. And by October, I'm Christmas out altogether. And what really bothered me the most was, you know, I grew up, Christmas was about Christ. You know, there there's these sayings, we need to put Christ back in Christmas. And so for me, it almost felt like, wow, everyone's getting excited about Christmas, but not not for why I'm excited. It's like the yes. gifts and the candy and stuff like that. The superficial pieces. Yeah, not like the eternal piece. Yes. And And so after years upon years of that, I see it manifested in, you know, my kids, unfortunately, because, you know, they're excited. And so I'm wrestling because yeah. on the surface, it's like they're kids. They're seven. You know, they, they should like gifts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But it's like then, scratching a lottery ticket. Right. It's it's feeding that part of the brain. But then when that's all it is and, you know, we, you know, my wife and I have to work so hard to make sure mm. that the message is instilled but at the end of the day, on Christmas night, it's like, man, that toy still is nice. And I look at people, like grown-ups running around like, yeah, I can't wait to get off from work. I can't wait to get these gifts. Mm -hmm. And I wrestle with that because I'm like, yes, that stuff is good, but that's not all it is. So if, if, I, if I'm hearing you correctly and tying together my angst about Christmas and your angst about Halloween... Now, granted, two it's different most holidays to be yeah. completely, the most of the U.S. based holidays, and I would say probably most first world country holidays. That's fair. Uh, that's probably that's the best fair. way I could put it. If I'm missing something, I apologize, but it's not. It's not for being. Uh, it's not. It's not for a lack of effort. Just say Festivus, and you cover everything. Festivus. You're. 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 You got it. The universal magnetic. <laughs> so, but but yeah, it's like. Let me flip it back to you. So Please. even though Halloween is rooted in something that's demonic, mm -hmm. um, the dark, the evil, yeah. the it, it's it's literally about fear. Yeah, which the Bible is yeah. clear that we're to have no fear. No fear, right? It says perfect love casts out all fear, all fear. meaning we don't want to be in any fear whatsoever. We want to be confident in our Lord and Savior Jesus and the power that He gives us to go out and be light in the world. If the dark scares us, we're not going to stand firm when the dark starts closing in, trying to put out our light. You remember that? If any of you remember that song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Classic. This little light of mine. And I'm going to skip to the end real quick. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No. I'm going to let it shine. Mm -hmm. I sing that to you to be awkward for one on purpose and two because that song signifies how we are literally a lamp burning. We're a lamp with the oil burning at the end. And our light is to shine bright to expel the darkness. Why as Christians would we want to go and dip our toes or our minds, our eyes, the lamp of the body into darkness when we're called to light? Who in their right mind as a Christian knowing what the scripture teaches is running in that direction? 
you're asking to set yourself up to be more fearful and fail. You're asking, you're, you're asking to get set up to be stumbling constantly because you're going to end up confusing yourself. Light and darkness have no, it's, it's contrasting. They don't mix. If you get into the grayscale, you're most likely confused. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a hot and cold issue. This is a light and dark yeah. issue, literally. So it's something to consider. But on the Christmas stuff, Christmas seems more innocent because of the way that it's covered in the whitest snow purity of the wintertime. And mm-hmm. you're sitting by the fireplace with your family. Crackling. Little Barry White. Oh, yeah. And you're looking at your wife. And you're looking at a beautiful eyes that are mm. glistening like a doe mm. in the in the moonlit snow. I'm in a I'm in a different place right now, dude. You're looking at your children, wondering, oh. wondering why they're still alive just because killed. of all the things they put you through. Just killed it, man. <laughs> man just killed. Bro, I, I was, I was I, flowing. I was having a good, my good wife, vision. My wife straight up called me like the salvation killer the one day. And I was like, <laughs> why? Because I point out the truth and help people realize that they don't know what the truth actually is. And she was like, yeah, I guess that's it. Like, and I was like, word. Like, so deep. And I was like, word, it's, it's cool. I was like, if that's, if that's what I got to be mm. to write what's been made wrong, perverted what was supposed to be pure as far as our understanding goes of what God wants us to know about who he is and what his standards and laws are, then I'm going to be that. Mm. I, mean, what are the pro- I mean, I'm not calling myself a prophet by any means. But the prophets are the ones who spoke the truth in opposition to all the things that have become perverted in any culture across history. So if that's the stuff we got to start doing, then, you know, we got to stand in the gap and build these bridges up. We got to stop being afraid to speak against the culture and being canceled. Oh, my goodness. What if we get canceled? Didn't God say that he'll provide for every last need that we have? Didn't he tell us that, you know, Birds have nests, foxes have holes. Even Jesus himself didn't have a place to rest his head. Oh my goodness. John Ban- John on the island of Patmos. Did he have a place to chill? Was he comfortable? Christian, wake up. Stop thinking that you're going to find comfort on this side of heaven. It doesn't exist. And if you found it, it's not satiating enough. You keep chasing it, but it doesn't give you enough. The whole point of this message today is for Chris and I to scream, hopefully into the miles ahead. So we know the howler can scream over a mile. This gives us a global radius. This gives us the entire circumference everywhere and anywhere that has an internet connection and an ability to watch this or hear this from a podcast can actually hear the message of truth. And you can actually go and say to the Lord, Father, I've sinned. I've erred in my ways. I've missed the mark, but I know that you could be faithful. I've heard that you're faithful. I've heard that you can forgive sin. And I heard that you can wash me white as snow. Hmm. I hope that you reach out to that God and hear this howling, howling of a cry. I hope you hear me saying, like my stomach. Yeah. Like Chris's stomach. And I hope you respond to that call. And I hope you go and, and humble yourself before this almighty God. Find the truth, get right, be purified, be made whole, find the integrity. That integrity stops the splitting of the pieces of you. Stop being fragmented and all over the place and wondering why you don't feel okay. 
Jesus brings the healing and the wholeness. Get back in that space or get there in the first place and see what God does in your life. Because once he starts that work, he gets it done. Mm -hmm. He doesn't leave any work unfinished. I will say it's hard work (laughs) on top of that. Yes. Like we... We're not speaking from a position of arriving. We're no. we're speaking from a position of being in transit. Yes. And it's it's very hard to reconcile these concepts because every single day, real time, we have that d- decision to chase the light mm-hmm. or chase the dark. Sometimes the dark appears like it's light. And so we have to think about all these things real time, making these decisions real time. And you know, sometimes we'll get it right. A lot of times we get it wrong, yep. but you know we we pray for grace. You know we we say Always. sorry to God and say yo help us help us to do better. Like my my prayer every morning is for wisdom, wisdom at work, wisdom mm-hmm. with family, and I still mess it up. <laughs> I still mess it up. Me so too. So I, I thank God for being so merciful. But we as we do every single episode, we're calling you to relationship. A God that understands that all of us are flawed. A God that understands that we we won't hit the mark a, a large majority of the time. And, and God is merciful and God understands. But we do have to take strides towards God. We do have to make an effort. You know, like we said a couple episodes ago, you can't just get abs. <laughs> I mean, you you gotta work. It's you, like you gotta it's, go to work. Yo, it's it's like King Neptune in the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> no, no, it's Dennis. It's Dennis, the dude that's trying to kill Patrick and SpongeBob, the bounty hunter. He goes, he see they they were SpongeBob and Patrick were wearing little pieces of like seaweed on their face, pretending it was a mustache. And Dennis comes up, rips it off. He's like, show you how a real man grows a mustache. <laughs> and he goes. <laughs> 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 He, he put in those reps, definitely. He had one superpower, supernova rep. Yeah. But even he put in that work. And, you know, all of us have to put in that work. And <laughs> sometimes when we put in that work, it goes contrary to the, re- the way that the world works. Yeah. And sometimes the way that the world works is flashier, um, gets you further on the surface level. Mm. But we're, we're calling you to something that's beyond the temporary, beyond the season, beyond the year, beyond our lifetime here. Yes. We're calling you to a relationship that spans eternity. Mm-hmm. And even though we may not reap the benefits of all the pop stars, rap stars, actors, act, whatever, whatever yep. popular richness looks like, we are promised an eternity where... The scales are are reversed. Yeah, um, we end up winning. We end up being on top uh, for this momentary affliction. We have to endure some things, but if this is the quote unquote down payment for mm. an eternity with the people I love, with the God that I love, yeah. where I can don't have that rumbling stomach like I do right now, I can eat whenever, and my brother and sister next to me can eat, and there is not a a want for food or for water or for resources, I'll, I'll rock out now and put in that work. It is the most gratifying thing ever when you hear God speak. Mm-hmm. It can also be the most painful, difficult thing right. to hear his voice because he might call you to something that you never wanted. But if you obey and you work with it, 
He'll give you this everlasting joy that doesn't make sense to you, a transcendent peace, which means it's above your understanding, but it's there. There's nothing greater than being in God's presence and feeling the peace of his spirit residing in you and over you, guiding your every thought, guiding your, all of your behavioral patterns, every bit of you. The more you surrender yourself to him through prayer and, and disciplining yourself, learning what the scripture teaches and abiding in it, the more that you see this almighty God's hand over you. So there, there's a call to obey. Mm-hmm. There's a call to trust and obey. So if you're waiting around for God to give you like a million dollars in your bank account so you can spend it on your own vain desires and, and, and pleasure-seeking uh, mentality, it's not going to go that way. This is not God's will for you. Now, if you have the idea that you're going to get all of your problems fixed and find comfort in this world if you find God, mm. it's not, the, it's not mm. God's will for you either. God's will for you is that you would find the truth in him Humbly submit to him, bow down, claim him as Lord, Jesus as Lord with both truth of your heart, you're saying it from your heart, and with your mouth, your actual words. Claim Jesus is Lord. That's the start of a relationship with the Lord. It's not just saying some random prayer. It's not the, it's not the, sinner's, repre- it's mm-hmm. not the sinner's prayer, which is just an attempt at almost like a, a coerced um, uh, sense of repentance. It's got to come from your heart. If it didn't come from your heart, I encourage you to really ask God to seek your heart out, show you the error of your ways, start to speak to you in a way that helps you to feel loved and connected and makes you desire something more. That's where it starts is you realize this earth, this world doesn't have anything for you. It's the problem with being rich. That's the problem with being a pleasure seeker constantly and having all your pleasures constantly being fulfilled on this earth. It makes it really hard to want to seek out something greater because you already think you got the greatest thing ever. Satan pulls the wool over our eyes and makes us think that we got the most appealing thing because we haven't become aware of you. We haven't been down and out enough to want to seek you out. So our prayer for anybody listening to this, rich, middle-class, poor, all of the above, is that you would see your state the state you're in in your life as wanting desperately. You want to be connected. You want to be fulfilled. Stop, stop accepting the counterfeit exchange that Satan's given you if you're seeking pleasures of this world, if you're only on the surface. Seek out what God has for you and see the blessings that he wants to pour out into your life. It might look extremely different than what the world's offering, but let me tell you, it's infinitely gratifying and it has eternal gratification which means forever being with God forever in basking in his presence and his glory with the gifts that he wants to give you and me and Chris. Mm-hmm. It is the most beautiful promise and we're, we're promised victory in Jesus. If we call him Lord and bow down to him and trust that he's going to guide us into all truth in all his promises. And then, then you'll be a howler too. Mm. <laughs> and that, that, that that's real. I mean, that's that's what we're called to do. We're we're called to 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 share the gospel, to to share the the the, the word, because we just know, we know how good it is. Yeah. Um, we know we and when I say we, we as believers, not just us two, but anyone that proclaims Christ to be their Lord and Savior, has an excitement about them, and they just want everyone to share 
in that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that's simply all, all we're trying to do, um, just using being a howler as, as a medium today. So, uh, yeah, man, I don't know if there's anything yeah. else you want to... I got a final, I got a concluding statement. The howler, for you Christians who are wondering, get back in the word, get back to the foundation of the truth, Mm -hmm. find it, do whatever you got to do to show yourself a workman approved unto God, study carefully and, and diligently, never stop until you find answers that settle in your soul, that give you a clear conscience and that give you that communion with God that you know, you can rest assured that you found truth. When you do that, you're going to want to be a howler. You're going to, every time something comes in and tries to come against your family and goes against the foundation, the fundamentals of truth that you're teaching them, yo, you're going to want to howl your face off. You're going to want to make sure that everybody knows that thing that's trying to come in and, and break through these walls, permeate the walls that God has given me, the hedge of protection God has given me. Nah. I'm not letting you get even close to me, Satan. I'm not letting any of these demons have a, have a foothold, a stronghold over my life because I know the infinite creator. I know the one who's given the truth. I know the one who has given me the security that I never found anywhere else. So I'm going to start screaming to make sure that my family, those who are part of the flock I'm a part of, those that God has given to me to make sure that they're shepherded over and safe, I'm going to make sure they all know what the truth is and what we stand for. So if you come at us, expect us, expect us to cause a ruckus because that's what a howler does. We're, we're calm and we're peaceable by nature, but you try to put us in your captivity, the bondage of your, your sin, bad doctrine and foolishness. Watch how quick we sound the alarm. That's all for today. Wow. That's a righteous howling. Woo! <laughs> God bless you all. Again, this is Benny J. And it's your boy, the baby Ichiban in the building. And this is Internal Explosion, the podcast, episode number nine. Number nine. Peace. Howling. Oh, gosh, yo, my stomach is howling, my dude. My goodness. Bro, what are you hungry for? Tell me you're going to get Chick-fil-A again. No, I'm going to Honey Grow. Yo, Honey Grow. Get that honey flow. This dude's a honey bro. He's trying to get that honeydew, the melon. I ain't talking Carnegie. I'm de- <laughs> oh, my goodness. I ain't got no freestyles in me right now. It's all good. Well, yo, I'm, I'm going to go get a sandwich to get me to, to, get me to honey. Are, are, we, are we done? Can I? Oh, yeah, we done. We, we done. All right. Adios. <laughs>